If you're looking for a good example of a, a laggard in Europe, Italy's the first place you, you should look. Welcome to today's Jolt. It's the 24th of January. I'm Sam Morgan, your host. Coming up later in the show, I'll take a look at why Italy, the land of Ferrari, Lamborghini and Maserati, is lagging so far behind in the race to electrify its car fleet. First, though, let's take a look at the climate and energy stories making headlines around the world. Global nuclear power output will hit record highs next year, according to the International Energy Agency. New forecasts show that output will increase 3% both this year and next, putting atom smashing on course to eclipse the previous record set in 2021. By 2026, an additional 29 gigawatts of capacity should be connected to the grid. China and India will do most of the heavy lifting in that time, but French power plants that have been switched off for maintenance should also be back in service, while Japan is on course to restart reactors that were shuttered following the Fukushima disaster. If plans for new reactors are all realised, Asia will overtake North America as the region with the most nuclear power. As if to prove a point, Egypt inaugurated construction of the final stage of its first ever nuclear power plant yesterday. The El Daba plant is located on the Mediterranean coast, and will have four reactors capable of producing nearly five gigawatts when it's finished. Russia is developing the plant with Egypt, and President Vladimir Putin joined the ceremony by video link as work on the fourth and final reactor was officially begun. Costs are estimated at more than $30 billion. However, it's not all smooth sailing for nuclear. French developer EDF issued an update on Hinkley Point, an under-construction nuclear plant in southwest England. The outlook is not good. The first green electricity was supposed to be generated in 2025, but that has now been pushed back to at least 2029. Initial costs were projected to be £18 billion, which is a little over 21 billion euros. That sum has ballooned out to a massive 35 billion pounds. EDF says inflation, Brexit and the COVID pandemic all contributed to the delay and cost overruns. The firm has used 2015 prices to do its maths. So once the last decade of price increases is factored in, the true cost of the project will be far greater. Europe's network operators published the first ever offshore development plan, outlining costs and infrastructure requirements. More than 400 billion euros will be needed to connect big wind farms to terrestrial grids, and an estimated 54,000 kilometres of cables will need to be laid. I'll link to the report in the show notes, and be sure to check out yesterday's episode, which looked into how interconnector projects are a crucial part of the energy transition. Donald Trump narrowly won the Republican primary in New Hampshire, as he inevitably made progress towards a presidential rematch against Joe Biden in November. Here he is talking about electric cars and also failing to pronounce the word climate. On day one, I will end crooked Joe Biden's insane electric vehicle mandate. They don't work well in cold weather. And they don't go far. That's true. They don't go far. But it's certainly not uh, great for your climb. Your climb, they call it climate. What more can I add? Um, let's just move on to the next bit of news. 
the European Investment Bank set a personal record for green financing in 2023. The EU's AAA-rated lender put €49 billion Euros directly into climate action last year, up from €38 billion in 2022, according to a new stock take. It's a promising sign that the EIB's pledge to become a dedicated climate bank is actually coming good. The bank has channeled nearly 350 billion euros into green projects since 2021 and aims to hit the 1 trillion euro mark by the end of the decade. Panama's government is preparing to move a community of indigenous people from their island home to a new purpose-built site on the mainland. Rising sea levels and overcrowding have made the move from the island of Gadi Sugdub in the Caribbean an unavoidable outcome. Human Rights Watch reports that the government has worked with the community to design and build 300 new homes that respect their needs and culture. However, issues over access to water and energy, plus essential services, remain partially unresolved. The move is supposed to take place next month. And the official figures are finally in. The EU nearly reached 3 million electric cars by the end of 2022. Eurostat, the union statistics body, has taken its time crunching all of the data and found that the number of battery-only EVs increased 55% compared with 2021. That's it for your news updates today. More tomorrow. Now we're going to stick with electric vehicles as we take a closer look at the story of the moment. Italy is somewhat synonymous with cars. Whether it's scarlet red Ferraris tearing around Monte Carlo or Fiat 500s parked up in a cobbled side street in Rome, the car is an integral part of modern Italy's culture. The industry has kept entire communities in work over the last hundred years, and it's managed to project the Made in Italy brand around the world. But there's a problem. The internal combustion engine does not have a particularly bright future and electric cars look set to rule the roost. Italy has been slow to realise this. Italy has one of the slowest growing electric car markets in Europe, and it also has one of the oldest car fleets. 11 million cars are estimated to be at least 19 years old. I turn to Matthias Schmidt, founder of Schmidt Automotive Research, a leading car industry market consultancy, to find out more about why Italy is so far behind. If you're looking for a good example of a, a laggard in Europe, Italy's the first place you, you should look. I mean, it's right at the bottom of the pile and it's got less than 5% electric car market share. There's a lot of good reasons why the current macroeconomic situation doesn't help, but it, it tends to be southern Europe. Um, with an exception of Portugal, just main laggards, mainly because of a price premium of an electric car compared to a um, combustion engine car. Private consumers simply can't afford the uh, premium of buying an electric car. And the, the vehicles they usually buy anyway, the small entry-level vehicles, um, they don't tend to be offered as electric currently. That's going to change from 2025 when manufacturers have to meet um, new CO2 fleet emissions levels across the EU. And that's causing manufacturers such as Renault and Stellantis to introduce smaller, cheaper models. So we could see that 4% electric car penetration of the Italian car market rise from 2025. But... Um, the current, the current picture is very poor, and yeah, it's not expected to get any better in 2024. There's plenty to unpack here. 
other countries that have even lower spending power than Italy are making more progress. So what other policy failures have stunted growth? I asked Carlo Tritto, an expert in Italy's car market at Clean Mobility Group Transport and Environment, what, or maybe even who, is to blame? First and foremost, I would let's say blame that, that a look at the, the previous incentive mechanism. It was granting funding to all powertrain, including internal combustion engines. So it therefore, I would say, failed to effectively and efficiently reduce the price gap between, you know, a new technology and an old technology. So if you take, for example, internal combustion engine, they had decades to develop economies of scale and be clearly competitive on the market. Whereas it is a new technology and it's more incentive and, and so uh, allowing also internal combustion engine to receive funding was a, was a mistake. The second, let's say, element of the previous incentive mechanism that was not really working is that it left out uh, the, the corporate sector. So only private citizens could, could actually access the funding. And that is a, a huge share of subject that is left out of the incentive mechanism. We're talking about 40% of new registration in Italy. As a final, let's say, element, a price cap on electric vehicles at 35,000 euros was set, uh, above which you could not access incentive. And clearly, in an early market stage, the, the amount of EVs that fall below the 35,000 uh, market cap is not necessarily so wide, so it really reduced opportunities for consumers. Carlo also touched on two other factors that have held back e-mobility in Italy, charges and taxes. But then we have another few elements. So the second one is definitely a charging infrastructure, not as developed as, as other countries. So if we look at the ratio between charging point per 100 EVs, Italy is ranked second. So you would expect that he has a particularly developed charging infrastructure, but being a ration, it actually is skewed uh, towards the eye because the number of EVs is, is very limited in Italy. So this ratio becomes very high. Whereas we know that as we are changing the paradigm of mobility from internal combustion to electric vehicles, well, the, the, the charging infrastructure needs to be there. So definitely a mixture of delays and bureaucratic obstacle in the rollout of, of charging point in the public sphere, but also in the private sphere, made it uh, uh, harder for consumers and businesses to switch to, to electric. The most influential also element of why EVs are not taking up is that the fiscality, so the taxation of car in Italy is, is practically completely not linked, not associated to emission parameter. We don't uh, discriminate the registration of a car and the taxes imposed on a car, uh, depending on the level of pollution it contributes. Italy's government is revamping its incentive scheme which is worth nearly 1 billion euros a year, in order to try and rectify these problems. It's still in the works, but some details have leaked out. The scheme will be opened up to corporates. Subsidies will increase to around 14,000 euros when motorists scrap an old car, and a new income threshold should help poorer households. Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney also wants to use the programme to try and stimulate demand for cars made in Italy. Here's Matthias's take on all of that. Scrappage schemes would, would certainly help and a, a very, very generous purchase premium incentive would help us 
as well. But price elasticity of southern European markets and Italy in general tend to be extremely elastic. So, I mean, you, you're going to need a big bonus in order to persuade Italians to get behind the wheel of an electric vehicle. And also, I mean, from a holistic viewpoint, you need to look at the infrastructure and perhaps you need to invest in infrastructure first before you start handing out blank checks to people to buy an electric car because once they try and charge the electric car and there's nothing available to charge yeah you're not going to have a, a very happy customer base on your hands as you heard up top in the news segment evs did well in 2022 according to the latest data these figures tend to take a while to crunch and be finalized so what about last year I asked Matthias for his analysis of how Europe did in 2023 and what 2024 holds in store. Yeah, so if it was a marathon, you would, uh, it, it got off to a, ve- a very fast pace, but perhaps they used all of their energy in the first three quarters and they kind of, the market kind of staggered home in the last quarter. Lot, lots of reasons for that, primarily due to the end of 2022. So there were lots of changes in purchase incentives being um, taken away, primarily in markets like Sweden, the UK saw the finals, subsidies being taken away. And what I'm getting at is all of that sort of pull forward in sales of electric cars in 2022, they were delivered within the first three quarters of 2023. Once those orders were delivered, there weren't new orders coming into the market. And yeah, that's why it really, really just staggered very, very slowly home um, in the final quarter. And December saw the market fall back by 25%. 2024 will be a very, very cold and frosty year for the electric car market. And we expect 2025 to pick up because of that change to um, CO2 fleet average emissions targets, which I mentioned previously. So OEMs will be forced to sell more battery electric vehicles from 2025. Italy's government is expected to publish its new decrees detailing how the incentive scheme will be adapted in early February. Stay tuned to The Jolt for details on that. Thanks for joining me for today's Jolt. Kira will be with you tomorrow for another episode, and both of us will be here on Friday to look back at the week in climate and energy. The Jolt is free to listen throughout January, plus our Monday and Friday episodes will be freely available as well. Don't miss out on the full experience. Consider becoming a Foresight member today. Our brand new app and website is now live. Join our growing community and get to the heart of what is really driving the energy transition. And you know what? As a token of thanks for listening to the end of the episode, have a month's free access on us. There's a link in the show notes. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes at Foresight for helping to make the jolt possible and shout out to Mute Island for providing the theme music. Until next time, thanks for being a part of the jolt. Thank you.